Welcome to episode 29 of Special Situation Investing. Today's episode will be brief, and we will cover the spinoff that wasn't and the bankruptcy that crushed it. We begin with Office Depot's botched spinoff and end up on a high note with Garrett Motion's continued success. So without further delay, let's get into it. And as a warning, if you haven't already listened to these episodes on Office Depot and Garrett Motion, I recommend you go back into the previous feeds and review those as required. All right, way back in January, in episode five, we covered Office Depot's pending spinoff of its retail division, along with their planned sale of CompuCom. Based on the information we had at the time, it looked like a potential double from a low 40 stock price to somewhere in the low 80s. Office Depot had already received offers, up to $2 billion for the retail division, which alone would have brought in as much cash as the company's total market cap and would have left the remaining business-to-business division well-capitalized to pivot the company in a new direction. In the ensuing months, the company courted other offers for their retail division and spent some of their cash reserves to separate the two divisions and prepare for the spinoff. All of this leads us up to last week's announcement from Office Depot that they've completed the realignment of their operating business entities to better serve customers. And that's a quote. They did all of this by canceling the spinoff that they had spent the better part of a year selling to investors. This is the first time I have seen such a fully developed spinoff get canceled altogether. And quite predictably, the stock gapped down on the news Monday morning, trading as low as the high 20s for a period of time. Office Depot left open the possibility of a future spinoff in their most recent announcement, but now it remains for the individual investor to determine whether or not to hold the stock in hopes that the company follows through or sell and move on to a better opportunity. I, for one, haven't decided what to do with my shares. I guess I'll wait for the shock of the news to wear off before I make my next move. All right, with that painful update out of the way on Office Depot, let's move on to better news. Garrett Motion once again announced that not only are they on track, but that they're ahead of schedule in normalizing their capital structure. Garrett announced this week that they plan to fully redeem their Series B stock in full on 28 June. As a reminder, the Series B stock was their $800 million liability to Honeywell that came out of last year's bankruptcy proceedings. Rather than stick to the planned payback schedule, which would have allowed for minimum payments into the 2030s, the company absolutely crushed their repayment plan. To illustrate just how aggressive the repayment was, consider fact that the company started trading post-bankruptcy in October of 2021, and that next week, only eight months later, they will have repaid an $800 million debt to former parent Honeywell. This means that a $500 million market cap company paid off 160% of its market cap over an eight-month period in debt, which is, quite frankly, incredible. During my last update on this company, I predicted that they may be able to pay their debt off within the year, but to hear that they'd accomplished the feat in just eight months blew me away. Now with Honeywell's debt repaid, what's the next step for Garrett? First off, they will probably look to convert the Series A preferred stock into common shares. 
This would allow the company to stop the Series A dividend from accumulating unpaid and draining their capital. If you remember from our previous episode on Garrett Motion, the Series A Preferred pays an 11% dividend that accumulates even if it's unpaid. Garrett's estimated in their recent SEC filing that the unpaid dividend currently owed to Series A shareholders amounts to about $171 million. There are roughly 220 million shares of Series A outstanding at this time, which indicates a pending dividend payment of about $0.77 per share. For reference, GTXAP, which is the ticker symbol for Garrett's preferred shares, trades in the low $8 range at this time. Because every quarter with the Series A shares outstanding costs Garrett in the form of a dividend payout, I contend that the company's next move will be to pay pay back the dividend on the stock and convert it into common shares. The next dividend pay date is 1 July, with 1 October uh, being the next date after that. Again, given the fact that the company is producing such strong free cash flows, along with the fact that each dividend payment costs the company some of those cash flows, I wouldn't be surprised if they elected to pay out the dividend in July or in October, and then move to convert the Series A preferred into common shares. Once the conversion is complete, the company should begin trading closer to its peers in the turbocharger industry. We've covered this before, but Garrett's closest comp is Brog Warner. With $5 billion in debt, $1.3 billion in operating income, and an $8.5 billion market cap, Garrett Motion has, for contrast, about a one about $1 billion in debt, $500 million of operating income, and a $500 million market cap. Understand that the market cap is actually closer to $2.3 billion for Garrett when you add back in the $260 million of preferred shares that trade in addition to the uh, $20 million common shares. In any case, Garrett is trading at close to four times operating income, while Brog Warner is trading at seven times operating income and with a higher debt load. If Garrett Motion is revalued in line with Brog Warner, then I'd expect about a double in the share price from here, along with the dividend payout for the Series A preferred shareholders. In summary, it looks like Garrett Motion is still a good value, even from this point going forward. With that first step of the capital restructure normalization complete, they've paid off the $800 million in debt to Honeywell, uh, hopefully soon to pay out the preferred dividend on the Series A, convert the uh, Series A preferred into common, and then have a totally normalized uh, debt structure with just the common shares outstanding, and then whatever short and long-term debt they have. At that point, they should trade pretty much in line, like I said, with Brog Warner, the other turbocharger manufacturer. And if they stick to the timeline they're on, It looks like this could play out even sooner than I thought in the last two updates for Garrett Motion. So looking good on that front. Well, that does it for today. I hope that you got something out of the bad news as well as the good news and that you learned something about stock valuation in the process. With that, we'll be back again next week with another episode or update. Thanks for listening.